how many mics do they rip on the daily? <laughs> Said me say many monies. How many mics could a Chuck Mike? Wait, how many mics could a Mike Chuck? The Fugees ask the questions, <laughs> how many mics? And Nas answers the question, all I need is one mic. So Does he then drop the mic? Because then he has zero mics. <laughs> right. Did you guys hear the country song that got removed from the, the top 40 country track? Mm, for being too black. For what? Was it over and over again? It was Lil Nas X. His track, Old Town Road got to uh, number 19 on the hot country chart, but then they removed it. I thought it was higher. Because it wasn't country enough. It started being confusing to me when you said country sung by Lil Nas X. (laughs) Well, that's what I'm saying. That totally sounds like a different genre, I guess, if you want to stereotype. Well, okay, uh, so so the... It's crunk crunk tree. Yeah, so the the dispute was that... Basically, a bunch of people were saying, like, it got removed because he's a black dude, because he's a black artist. But Well, but they let Hootie on there. And and I was was giving them the the credit. Yeah, Darius Rucker, (laughs) for sure. But Darius Rucker actually made country music, and that's my whole point. Like, if you listen to this song, if you were to replace the lyrics, because the lyrics are about, like, riding a horse and having a cowboy hat and stuff. But if you were to replace the lyrics with just like lorem ipsum, like filler text, and then ask literally anybody what genre this was, I don't think a single person would say it's a country song. Oh. I mean, it's a good song. It just doesn't sound country. Is this, is this it? This? Is this it? Is this from Red Dead Redemption 2? Uh, no, I don't know why that's the video. <laughs> okay. This is, this is country as fuck. <laughs> They're racist for, as hell for not letting this be. This sounds like every other country fucking Luke Bryant got a truck trash that's it's on the that, fucking country all the time. Beat. I don't know, man. It just doesn't smack me as a country song. It's not. I mean, I mean... Here's the thing. No, 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 no. Uh, and I, as a hip hop, as a hip hop fan, code for as a person of color, Nelly had that song over and yeah. over again, or whatever. Tim McGraw. Yeah, that you could say. Okay, that's Nelly is a hip hop artist or a rapper, but that is a country song, or at least a pop country crossover type. I'm 100 percent in favor of like crossover hits and stuff. If you listen to that beat, now, I mean, if you took, like, a steel guitar or whatever and put a trap beat to it, is that a country tune? Like, that's a question. But that sounded like a trap beat to me. And that's the problem. I mean, country fans have been having a a hard time with, uh, like, most of what's in the country genre right now because it's so, like, poppy sounding. That it it's kind of lost the things that you would have said like were the were the hallmarks of country music, to the extent that the the genre itself is really hard to define at this point. Right. I mean, and that's why I always try to make the distinction of like country and like folk music, right? Where it's like Suf John Stevens right. is doing like more countryish sounding music than but what's consider- on like pop country right. or sure. rock. Yeah, I mean, the Counting Crows second album. There were songs on there that sounded like country songs, and and it was all good. But I don't know the – I mean, 
I have friends that listen to country and I'll say, well, you know, I kind of like Florida Georgia line because they sing about marijuana. You like Florida? Like, is that what you're trying to say? No. <laughs> yeah. Florida. I'm like, I like Florida. But Florida Georgia line, they're like, dude, that's not even country. And those dudes are sounding like country artists, but it's more poppy country. I say yeah. let the trap beats into country, man. Let the trap beats in. Maybe the problem isn't people gatekeeping country. It's people gatekeeping how many genres there there can be. Like maybe we need a new genre that's like kind of country themed pop music. This dude had freaking auto tune. I don't know a whole lot oh, of country songs that that's rock true. the auto tune in its regular lyrics. I mean, like they'll again, do some auto tune ad libs. Maybe if you listen to Luke Bryant or Keith Urban or like any of that shit. That shit is auto-tuned to hell, but they right. do it They do it okay. the way the auto-tune is supposed to be used, where okay. it just makes you not sound like a shitty singer, but <laughs> right. when in the hip-hop side, in the pop side, they kind of crank it up to 11, so like They're you like, can hear I want you how to be a digital robot. it is, right, right. Yeah. it's like Daft Punk or whatever, yeah. so yeah, I don't know. Kanye should release a country album now that he's all MAGA famous, that'd be <laughs> sick. Oh yeah. At all. <laughs> that, uh, dude, I don't know. Baseball season started today, so I'm I'm pretty much that's all of the sports attention I have. Well, wait, we Man, should, should baseball we... takes like a million years. You're you're nowhere near the end of it. It takes it takes should... a million years to get through traffic when the Cubs are in town. That's for goddamn sure. Should I'm we sure. introduce the show, you guys? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Hey everybody, <laughs> welcome back to Liquid Flannel the podcast that we do uh out of arlington texas i am matthew hodges joined in omaha nebraska by not only my constant compatriot and co-host brendan williams hey brendan hello hello but also our old friend revisiting the show for reasons that we will disclose in a few weeks when he comes back chuck williams what's up chuck hey how y'all doing good to be back it is nice to hear your voice on the line again yeah Chuck, yeah. are you ready to break down the bracket of top Mueller report moments? No, I'm not, I am not ready to do that. <laughs> it's but a I have been looking at brackets. I didn't fill one out this year, though. I like watching the games when I have nothing on them, you know. But uh, I like Prager U. I think they're going for right, it. Right, you know. Uh, <laughs> Joseph's College of Hair Design, you know, they're they're thinking about making a what deep What was that one, run. like, uh, like super hardcore Christian school that, like... Yeah, it's like uh, Bob Jones University have a basketball team? Uh, they probably do, but Liberty definitely does, so... Do they? They have a Division One team, and they won their first match, which was an upset victory, so... Where are you going to find that many seven-foot white guys? Uh, no, they bring in some black dudes, too. But there are some white dudes <laughs> Yeah, there. since 1978, they allow uh, black people to participate in well, basketball. Well, the head coach is a black guy and happens to be uh, Turner Gill, who's a former Nebraska Cornhusker. So, uh, Paul, yeah, that, that uh, fat, like, $60 million college coaching contract, you know, your tax dollars at work. It's beautiful out there. Well, yeah. No, it's a private, private college, isn't it? Right. Isn't Liberty private? Oh, yeah. It's private. 
Yeah. It's super private. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, I was sitting here thinking this this podcasting moment, me being back with y'all, it feels, you know, in the spirit of March Madness, it feels like Jimmy from the movie Hoosiers, <laughs> where he's like, I'm ready to play basketball again, coach. You know, and it's just like, I'm ready to podcast again. So, you know. I'm ready to love again. It wasn't really about trolling you, but... You sat down when we were mentioning sports and immediately recoiled. So I was like, "Who do you think is the the Gene Hackman of liquid flannel?" Oh, it's you, bro. It's definitely it? you. <laughs> unless, unless I'm not a player. I'm just the coach. Oh yeah. Or you could be that drunk parent that Gene Hackman like that- he dunks in the tank. Yeah, yeah, that's, that sounds more right. There's but, a that, but calls the brilliant play to win the game when Gene Hackman. <laughs> to be honest, I've never seen Hoosiers, so all I know no, about it is that we've watched it Hoosiers takes place in Indiana together. and it has Gene Hackman in it. That's I, all I know about it. We should watch it all together and we record did. I Matt's swear to God, I watched Hoosiers it. at your house. Maybe you weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> it was just me and your mom he, watching Hoosiers. He mentally teleported though. out of that situation. He was like, dude. <laughs> but yeah. Play- hey, Matt. no, my, my high school experience was marked by my friends coming over and hanging out with my parents uh even if i wasn't in the house or taking a nap or something okay fair point but fun fact one of the guys in the movie hoosiers was a current college basketball player at southwestern college in kansas no shit yeah because the thing was they couldn't get any ncaa division to play because they couldn't get paid to act in the movie doing the sport that they're in. What so, a great oh, system. That's amazing. So they were able to get NAIA players because there's no restriction on it. So they had Yeah, I was gonna say uh, yeah. Southwestern College, the the, the mound college that I went to, otherwise known as the Winfield School of Learning. Um, <laughs> right. Man, Good. if you had like one basketball player on your team, like I, I imagine that they would just completely dominate anybody that that school ever plays. <laughs> they had some good players and stuff. And their court, their basketball court is on a list of most interesting court it's designs. Dirt. It's a dirt. No. <laughs> it's a giant, like, cat recoiling on the, yeah, the court. Yeah, totally. I'm just going to say <laughs> It's like a perspective jinx. image of it's, a giant cat. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, no, that's the, that's the mascot of the school is the Jinx is a black cat that yes. apparently oh, came from... Oh, this sounds from, like witchcraft. Uh, it's dangerous. No, it, it came from, like, in the 1950s or something, a, a bunch of, like, frat guys kidnapped the Dean's black cat or something like that. And I don't know... What ended up happening to that black cat, but the black cat, the jinx, ended up being uh, like the mascot for the school. Yeah. Well, they have that mascot on the court. That like, looks so whack. Superimposed on it. You got to Google. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, that's going to yeah. be the image for the for the episode, I think. Wow. Awesome. It's awesome. That's going to be a perfect well, thumbnail. I look forward to prepare to get all the likes winning the gym floor <laughs> bracket that I that I have set up for best college gym floors. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was all the sports I really cared to talk about there for you. Well, it's <laughs> so. good. How, how did your bracket do, Chuck? Well, I again, I only filled out a bracket because I thought I had to, 
to get the app that had all the games televised on it. So <laughs> that's all uh, okay. I'm not in the ESPN one, so it doesn't even really matter, you know? Is there a prize for every year somebody talks about like who filled out an almost perfect bracket or an almost perfect right uh like anti bracket? Uh, like, are there prizes available? I mean, or there's you different get... places run contests and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and Warren Buffett used to have the challenge. It was like, I think it was like a million for the winner or a billion dollars if you got a perfect bracket If you got something. a perfect Holy bracket, shit. which is just mathematically, like, basically impossible. Like, I don't right. think it's ever happened in the, in the history of sporting. <laughs> well, it's like last year was the first time ever that a 16 seed beat a one seed. So anybody that had Virginia, who was the overall number one seed of the tournament, everyone had them going on. So, you know, it's almost impossible. They call well, it a it bracket is. buster, gentlemen. That's uh, right. Pro tip. Absolutely. <laughs> if you want to sound cool at the water cooler. is it? So is it over? Are they done with basketball or is that shit no, still No, it's happening? still going on. Oh, Jesus. It just keeps going. Yeah, they're going. in the Sweet 16 right now, aren't they? Sweet, I know uh... this because NPR <laughs> reported such yesterday. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Actually, they're playing tonight. Virginia's playing. I got to sign our job. They took away the bracket. We weren't allowed to fill out brackets at work. You know, like we used to have an office pool and it it wasn't for money. It was just for fun, you know, just an ESPN group. Yeah, for bragging rights. Right. They said we couldn't do it anymore under the new. Obama's not president. That's Uh, illegal now. Exactly. Oh, shit. (laughs) Basketball isn't the national holiday anymore. So our our shareholders. (laughs) But this year, they didn't bring the bracket back, but instead they assigned each person a team. In our department. What? So you How have to How is that cheer. better? What is that? It's not better. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> but I got assigned a number one seed, or a, a very high seed, uh, yeah. Virginia. <laughs> so okay. even though they choked last year, they're my team this year. And and it's it's funny because I wasn't even there. What I went win? home sick that day, so I didn't even draw names, and someone drew a name for me. Yeah. They're like, what do you win if you win this whole thing? I think you just win... You're just the winner for a day. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> he, like, he, he gets to wear, like, the jersey for the team that he didn't pick to work that one but literally, day. Literally, I mean, <laughs> right. the conceit, though, is just like you just get assigned some shit and then it's like basically random. So it's like, what is even the point? Like, they might as well just, you know, right. flip a coin and be like, there you go. You win. Yay. Right. No, it's exactly like that that game at the the carnival. Where people mm. like spray water into a thing to make the horses move along. Oh yeah, oh, on hell the horses. Yeah. And it's like yeah. number eight, man. Like number yep. eight, I, I feel like it's going all the way, even though it's like a three year old who can't hit good, the fucking target. That's such a good game. I love that game. I would do a bracket for that. Right. <laughs> Isn't it like the Kentucky Derby coming up too? The Kentucky that's, Derby. Yeah, oh, that's always that a shit. crazy thing that people pretend to care about, like sure. once every five years. Uh, yeah, well, I like everyone. The, I like the hats. The fancy hats, for the sure. The fancy hats are the best part. I mean, because horse yeah. racing is going on all the time. Uh, just nobody pays attention to it until it comes around to the, whatever the triple crown races are, the right. Preakness. and One of those things. Like, oddly, I know less about basketball than I know about horse racing, but that's not saying a whole lot. You guys want to <laughs> help me write like a HBO drama about the high stakes world of, of horse racing? Of horse racing? Yeah. <laughs> that we already had that. It was the movie Secretariat, and it is boring as fuck. I never saw that shit. It's called Ballers. Oh, my God. It's so... Uh, that one and uh, 
Do you remember when Elizabeth Warren said heart, that heart ballers of a was a sea biscuit? Sea biscuit. Yeah, that was the one. Yeah, totally. Nobody gives a fuck about horse racing. Oh man. Yeah, why were those movies so popular? Why do they keep making horse racing movies? Oh. oh, dude. I think they're popular. I think they're popular because they a harken back to like this nostalgic point in American history, and b are a champion movie. <laughs> I just thought of. This. Uh, Brendan said stupid horse movie or maybe it was you but (laughs) when I was a kid I I made my like for my birthday my parents are like you can go we can go to a movie what do you want to see and I said (laughs) hot trot which was a movie (laughs) where Bobcat Goldthwait was getting stock investment advice from a horse I wanted to see that, which was, it's just killing me right now. I'm laughing so hard. I, I, but, I too am laughing. Shit. But Bobcat Goldthwait <laughs> in a movie with the talking horse that's giving him investment advice. God, I hope this kind. is on YouTube because holy shit. <laughs> Dude, you've, yeah, you've got to look that movie up. the only horse movie I care about now. <laughs> right. You chose well. <laughs> yeah. Well done, man. It's amazing the kind of shit I was into as a child. So, uh, <laughs> That's my stupid horse movie uh, experience. <laughs> well, I think we'll go around the table. I just had crazy flashbacks. Uh, oh, sure. Everybody else's stupid horse Well, so my stupid horse movie for the week. <laughs> Although technically is... that horse wasn't stupid. So yeah. anyways. I didn't mean that, right. Brandon. I don't, I don't actually it want to It was Racing Stripes with Frankie Muniz, where he rides <laughs> a so zebra in the horse racing. This is a real movie that exists. You know, credit to Frankie Muniz... For looking like he was 50 years old when he was 12. Oh, he's still there. He's still uh, doing because, it. What, what I was going to say was he's aged really well because he looks exactly the same because he looked like he was 50 years old when he was 12. Those are some crazy horse movies right there. What's yours? So. Matt, did you already say it was a sea biscuit? Yeah. His- <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I never saw a sea biscuit. I, I, I think my family threw on uh, Secretariat over the last Christmas, but I was outside smoking cigarettes the whole time. Um, and it looked like, I don't know, it looked like literally every other sports movie I've ever seen. I challenge like, you to watch it, Hot to Trot. And not cry <laughs> at the beauty. If I'm, if I'm going to watch another Bobcat Goldthwait movie, it's going to be that one where he's the clown. Patch Adams now. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, what's funny is fucking Robin Williams is actually in the Bobcat Goldthwait clown no, movie. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> He plays oh, a clown. Uh, uh, Bobcat Goldthwait is like this alcoholic clown, but right. Robin Williams is in the movie as a mime that wow. Bobcat goes to his like mime school and ends up getting kicked out. Bobcat says that the most money he has ever made is from Her- Disney's Hercules, and he just is like, "Oh, the- it's just ridiculous. Like, I just get money yeah. forever." Wow. Yeah, that makes That's sense. Awesome. I mean, it's it's still on Netflix. It, I just watched that with my niece the other day. I think it, there's like a whole animated series he did the voice. I think he did Kingdom Hearts 3. He just keeps it going. It's insane. <laughs> well, yeah, what the fuck else is he going to do? Police Academy 7. What's funny is if you hear that guy talk uh, without doing the voice, mm-hmm. he is, he's got this like gravelly, sexy, like really dark ass voice. That's pretty cool. He's a cool guy. It's probably the result of talking all fucked up for 
<laughs> yeah, his probably. entire career. So <laughs> <laughs> probably all that bad stock advice from horses, <laughs> dude. It was good advice. He was do. He was. <laughs> Him and, that, <laughs> him and that horse were balling out of control for a while there in the movie, but there's nothing in the rule book that says that horses can't give stock yeah, right, Seriously, it's only it's not insider trading if it's a horse. Yeah, he's like loophole. Uh, yeah, uh, what is it? What's the commission for trade? The uh, FTC. Yeah, he's like I'd l- I'd like sure. to see the FTC make me pay for this advice. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah, let's see if we can get Elon Musk to believe that this is real and start start tweeting the horse. I was going to say invested in solar power say, horses. Like, Liz Warren starts up a, a new like congressional commission to crack down on uh, like horse racing abuses <laughs> uh, for people who get their advice from the horses. <laughs> right. I can't wait. The, this- the Consumer Equestrian Finance Bureau or something. You know. <laughs> This uh, this episode is has gone off the rails. A great start than, already. Than any episode. In oh, the history. I don't think so at all. This is this is great. If we're talking about like abuses in the system, do we want to talk about the Jussie Smollett thing that happened? Oh, Jussie Smollett. Is it Smollett? Getting fussy over Jussie. A whole bunch of news dropped just today. We're recording on the twenty eighth. Like all of the charges have been dropped. And somehow the Chicago PD is going to try to make him pay for all of the investigations. I don't think you can do that if you're dropping the charges. <laughs> oh, I, I think it was that he was go- they were going to keep his bail money or whatever. Oh, no, they what? were they were going to no, do that anyway. But this, him, but this came out. Yeah, this came out just a couple hours before we started recording that they also want him to pay. It's like $170,000 or uh, something wow. for having investigated the entire thing. Well, this makes sense, too. I think we should get Trump to pay for the like entire Mueller investigation, you know, just because if that's what we're doing now, yeah. you know, even if you get investigated and then they don't decide to charge you, dude, it you felt, should still have to pay for it. Right. It felt like those were the same thing to me. I mean, I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's rich people justice. I mean... Those Nigerian dudes totally said that they did that shit, right? Like, there's like. Why are they not getting charged with crimes? Well, because I think their lawyers got on the Smollett team or whatever, and we're just like, okay, well, actually, we're paid for uh, supplements and nutrition and physical training or whatever. So yeah, man. Well, what's amazing to me is is everybody trying to hitch their train to the Jussie Smollett outrage train. So you've got uh, an Illinois state senator who proposed a bill uh, to withhold tax credits from any company that ever hires him, uh, which is... <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm no lawyer, yeah. but I can tell you that my basic understanding of the constitution is that uh that would be a bill of attainder like unconstitutional yeah. uh like a law that singles out exactly one person is i wonder what that sheriff's position on like not letting milo speak at your college is right you know, I, I, well, I wonder if there's consistency the, there he's literally living out like 
1960s or 70s Hollywood where it's like, you'll never live in this town again. Right. And, <laughs> and it's like, dude, no, you those were movies. You could just... <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, we need, we need the, uh, like, black and white, like, golden age Hollywood, uh, like, cut right. of him proposing that right. bill. You know, Illinois senator proposes a new... You know, whatever. I totally think that that dude was <laughs> fake the shit, and... Well, that's the thing. Like, we'll never know. I think, I think. we know. I think we know. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, they had those Nigerian dudes on camera buying the equi- like the bleach and the rope right. and all of that shit. So let's, so. yeah, I mean. To add to that, there's also evidence that the Chicago PD, like, put those dudes, like, up in hotels and stuff for a couple of weeks. Okay. Uh, uh, like, took care of them. So who knows if they're reliable right. at this point. Right. Oh, the whole thing is so crazy, but. To me, the most nonsensical thing is like, why did this dude, if this dude did fake it, why would he be like, this is the best place to fake a hate crime? The Chicago PD, like their crack investigators will totally like, yeah, like right. well, I don't understand. Like, what was the thinking? Because everybody knows the Chicago PD, there's some racial bias going on in that, in that police department. Yeah, so like, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's counting on a- that. I think he was counting on that to be like, oh, well, they'll, they'll probably just not give a fuck that it happened to a black gay dude or something and not pay attention as much. And then I can just do my thing, which is right. go on television. I mean, imagine if the, if the Chicago PD spent this much investigating actual hate crimes. If there's <laughs> yep, a like the actual crime, n- they will Nazi that was running for like <laughs> Congress there or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck, I think you're right, though. The, it, and it works the other direction, too. Like, at this point, you've got a bunch of MAGA chuds who are really mad that they can't let their racism run completely loose. At this point, you know, the the Chicago PD decided to back down or something. And it's like, well, no, by the same logic, the Chicago PD would never back down from like a high profile case of being able to prosecute a black man. They love that shit. That's their bread and butter. Yeah. And that's why it, it it's just kind of shocking watching the way that these two forces are working against each other, basically the prosecutors and the police. Every new development is like, wait, what? What is happening? This guy couldn't even get white dudes to pretend to be MAGA hats to beat him up. He hired Nigerians. <laughs> like, well, what are, I mean, it's like he's not even trying. Like, I don't even understand. But don't they, didn't they say, like, those Nigerian dudes said that they rehearsed this shit and everything, too? On the one hand, you know how the Chicago PD is. On the other hand, it's really not pointing to to hate crime. I mean, it's like yeah. none of it made sense. You know, none of the the multiple stories he told. First of all, that's that's a tip. But on the other other hand, isn't it like <laughs> if the like MAGA hat narrative were correct, it seems like that would be a slam dunk case, and apparently that's not what's going on anymore is it worth it like i don't even know like is what the worth- charges are like false report or something like oh I, gosh is it no. worth going through the media circus and stuff i don't know look guys i think the i think the big takeaway is that whatever actually happened with the jesse smollett case it has less to do with what actually happened and it has more to do with the cultural signifier of what happened you know that either right. this was a like a maga hat hate crime which confirms like half of America's preconceived notions, or it was a black man lying about a hate crime, 
which confirms the other half of America's preconceived notions. Well, and slash gay man. I mean, well, sure. Yeah, no, sorry. Not to not to leave out his identity on that. I'm just saying, like, right. it, It splits everybody perfectly into two tribes. Nebraska had the same thing. There was a high profile case where somebody faked a hate crime in Lincoln, Nebraska. And it annoys me more than, I mean, hate crimes themselves, because hate crimes happen and it makes it that much easier when it really does happen for people to say, well, I don't know. I mean, you saw you saw that one, uh, that Empire guy, right? Right. Uh, Gay Tupac or whatever. He totally faked that <laughs> shit. I mean, that I hate that. There's enough of that stuff out there to think that this dude just like went home with a noose still around his neck and ate a Subway sandwich or whatever <laughs> after having bleach doused on him. I mean, that's a wild story. That's and like, you know, when you're in a, a fight or flight situation, you know, it gets the... <laughs> It gets the hunger going, and you need... Waited an hour to call the police. The, the power that only a, a $5 yeah. footlong can provide. I think that it, we are right. verging into territory that is critical of victims of trauma. Whether or not Justice Millette falls into that category, I think that we, we should avoid that. Well, 100%, I am not disparaging victims of trauma, but I personally just... I'm not at the point to believe any of the parties involved, whether it's the police right now. Well, sure, certainly not the Chicago PD. Well, certainly not them, but certainly not Jesse Smollett either. So, I, I think maybe that's that's the best position, Chuck. Like, wait until we actually have more information, because right now it's a place for everybody to plant their flag. But where you're planting your flag is like this constantly shifting ground as new facts come out. And it may not be the best for the kind of values that this show and the people on it actually hold. And if any of the people on the show were in that situation, it would have been handled a little differently, you know, so. <laughs> right. I would have faked it way better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would have got white dudes to do it. I would have maybe done it in like Manhattan or something, you know. That's I, the I, thing, too. <laughs> Rich people are bad at crimes, you know. They don't they they just they're like, Well, I should be able to pull that off. I'm rich, you know. Like I pulled that off and and then it just doesn't work, man. I, I think I think rich people are bad at crimes is gonna be the the episode title. Let's take a break there. We talked about this for a little while. Let's uh yeah, come, for sure. come back and talk about I don't know, something else that's horrible. As we do.
biggest, I think the biggest uh, article that came out uh, this week was that uh, Bob Dole, uh, hometown hero of, of Kansas, uh, got promoted from captain to colonel in the army. Did he what? pass his physical this month? I kind of doubt it because he looks like um, you remember in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade uh, when the dude drinks out of the wrong cup. Oh yeah, yeah <laughs> oh, like no. halfway through that transformation, that's what Bob Dole looks like now. Oh, dude. Um, yeah. Apparently, also going from <laughs> captain to colonel. I, I don't. One of my military friends was like, "Oh, and skipping ranks, also, huh?" Uh, so apparently, he like skipped a bunch of ranks to go from captain to colonel. He's ninety-five years old. He's super old. He's wow. crazy old. And and hasn't been in public life basically since he ran for president, which is yeah, that's good, right? That's that's in- good for everybody. It- I think I might have actually told this story on the podcast before, but my favorite Bob Dole story is in 2012, Bob Dole sponsored a bill that was like helping disabled veterans yes. get like healthcare and stuff. And <laughs> they invited the GOP invited Bob Dole to the floor and then like brought they him up to the front, him wheeled him in in his wheelchair they were like, you know, before we have this vote, ladies and gentlemen, like Bob Dole, you know, oh my God, this is so amazing. Like what a great Republican hero, you know, was the presidential candidate. Uh, and like they all st- – and he like stood up out of his wheelchair and Thank saluted and they service, all gave sir. him like a standing ovation. You know it. And then they were like, time to vote and uh, vote down, please. And then they and then they killed the bill and they were like, we're not giving health care to veterans. We hate health care. It's 2012. Get, out, get this shit out of here, Bob <laughs> yeah. Dole. I mean, can you imagine, like, <laughs> if he if he were to appear on the like the House floor at this point, and it was like, this isn't how American politics is supposed to be run. Like, the president's irresponsible. Bro. Like, you would have this guy getting booed <laughs> on the Traitor. on the House right. floor. Yeah, right. Lock him up. Yeah, when did he turn communist? Yeah, if <laughs> if but if Bob Dole wants to fucking have a fight, have a fist fight in the parking lot, like I'm 100 percent there for it. But yeah, yeah, so Bob Dole, and you said he was from from Kansas. I didn't realize he was from that. Kansas. Yeah, mm, what a shame. Yeah, yeah. hometown uh, it, liquid flannel region hometown boy. It amazing, oh, the, amazing the time that goes by when you you find yourself feeling bad for Bob Dole. You know, <laughs> yeah, man, it's a new world. It's a crazy <laughs> world we live in. To, to yeah. be clear, I don't feel bad for that ghoul. However. He, he is one of ours, you know, so we can talk about him. <laughs> Welcome to the hashtag resistance, Bobby. <laughs> it's not geographic necessarily. <laughs> but yeah, so last week we were talking about these floods. Oh, yeah. Man, it's crazy out there. Yeah. Yeah. Is, it that, is, crazy. is that thought out at all? Oh, yeah. I mean. We're in a drought now. It was like 80 <laughs> degrees yesterday. It it was pretty hot yesterday, but presumably but, a lot of places are still dealing with well the oh, aftermath yeah, of oh, yeah. flooding, and also there's all that water's got to go someplace. Right. Well, right. I mean, there are counties that are still pretty messed up, and um, I had heard that there's a chance that you know, as other areas up north thaw out and everything, there could be more water coming through, but. For right now, it seems like a lot of places are getting dry. It's just looking at the places that were flooded and 
damaged from the flooding in general in Nebraska, those counties, and then looking at where the Keystone Pipeline proposed route was going to be, it was going to be in a lot of those counties. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, there was ice chunks the size of cars shredding through farms and everything. Sure. So you know that if they hit anything related to a pipeline, that's going to that's going to go that's going to be a disaster it's going to go even worse yeah so. absolutely and chuck i saw an article just today that was talking about how the flooding in the great plains had already kind of uh like infringed or incurred or whatever on three separate uh superfund sites right so oh like places where they've got like big storage ponds or something for like weird ass benzines and like heavy metals and stuff like that. Like those things oh, flooded. It's the same thing that we saw in Houston during hurricane Harvey, where mm. you had all of these industrial sites and like big agricultural sites got flooded. And all of a sudden there's like all of this pig shit and like arsenic and stuff in the water uh, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's getting spread around. And apparently that's been going on in Nebraska, Iowa, uh, yeah. Oklahoma, Kansas also. Yeah, but up here, there's people literally water skiing in farm fields, you know, in that water. Right. So, you know, Nebraskans aren't going to let it get in the way of a good time. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's definitely contaminated. It's probably damaged a lot of stuff. It's hit close to a billion right now in in damage, so... Um, oh, I thought it was just, way more than that. I, th I thought oh, they were for saying sure. like for sure. one that's and a half, Chuck's maybe place. two billion or something. Right. Oh, yeah, that, that's just Chuck's. <laughs> What's up? That was just your personal bill. Right, exactly. Billion, yeah. <laughs> for sure. You got to pump your pool out and everything. That's right. It was crazy. But yeah, I don't know. This year was the highest amount of snowfall we've received in a while. Um, it was above our average annual snowfall by a lot and, right by a lot so all that snow sitting on the ground and then we have like literally called bomb cyclones so uh and rain wait what's I mean, that what's a what's a bomb cyclone i guess it's like cyclone conditions that just pop up in weird random places Sweet. yeah it's like the the like vortex or the the uh the jet stream pressure moves, or something and it yeah. sucks like arctic air down it's like uh do you guys see that uh jake gyllenhaal movie the day after tomorrow <laughs> yeah where uh they all get frozen in the climate change apocalypse sure and they have to like run really fast because of like a an icy breeze is coming for yeah, them everybody right. saw that it was great yeah, it like was the... like that yeah those two uh like helicopter pilots like freeze to death in two minutes or something Right. yeah yeah it was like that and so yeah it, it really messed up stuff out there but it's funny so this is also the week that we had some some climate change memes going viral right who was that guy oh. mike lee oh doing yeah. his, his aquaman speech ball. wow i i have to look up what schools people go to when they do that kind of shit on you know Congressional Mike Lee, floors. he's yeah. from Utah, right? Yeah, that's, like that's a BYU Utah senator. <laughs> sure. Yes. Yes. Yeah, shocking. Yeah. yeah, had the had the whole uh like speech on the Senate floor or I, I guess it would yeah. be on the uh 
House of Representatives floor. Right. What do you call on the House floor. House floor. Does he have a degree in uh, creation climatology? I think it was political <laughs> science. Or something. I, I think he has a <laughs> he has thing, a degree he has a degree right. in Star Wars because one of his big points was like Alexandria Ocasio Cortez wants to get rid of all cows, so why don't we replace them with uh, like these lizard mammals called tauntauns that like we can use them for transportation uh, when we ban cows and airplanes uh and then damn we can repurpose dude, them oh no this he, dude has he knows ideas his, yeah he knows his star dude, wars for sure this is this is the kind of shit you did in high school government class when you're you know the week that you're simulating uh <laughs> congress and everything and and it's not even funny back then. Like you think you're cool back then, but, but it's not even funny back then. And well, now that, this dude's getting up and being like that in the regular House of Representatives, and you're just like, "Holy shit!" Well, and I mean, his his end point ended up being like even weirder. This wasn't like he didn't stop at the James Inhofe like. Uh, it's snowing. Cl- yeah, climate change isn't yeah. a thing because Snow I can bring a, no. He ended up. In a position of uh, really what we need to do to fight climate change is like white families need to go and have a bunch oh, of babies. Yeah. That's not I don't yeah. really understand that at all a lot. It doesn't um, it doesn't track with the rest of his argument for sure. Also, it's horribly racist and terrible. Right. Yeah. Is this some kind of apocalypse, you know, is this premillennial dispensationalism again? It's, it just keeps happening. <laughs> yeah, it's it's real yeah. possible. But the thing is, Brandon, I, you joke, but I think that's exactly where we're headed. I think we are going to see more uh, from the conservative side. Now that they've admitted, by and large, they've admitted that climate change is happening. I think we are going to see more people go like well the way to combat this is just to make sure that we don't get swamped by like brown people who are climate refugees which is going to incorporate a bunch of really horrible shit like have more white babies intentionally and like build the wall and bolster ice funding and stuff like that oh yeah it'll get crazy in the next couple decades that's for sure uh it's kind of terrifying to think about. And but... we are here for it because the one <laughs> yeah. thing that climate change is not going to impact, as yeah, far as we can tell, is, yeah, is internet podcast. access. <laughs> Absolutely. That's you know, satellites. It's fine. We'll be like uh, the people on the Titanic, the band that played all the way until they sunk or whatever. We'll be podcasting until right. the end or We're something. We're going to be like uh, uh, Denzel Washington in uh, the book of Eli, yeah, except it's just it's just my old like iPod Touch, yeah, uh, and I'm just like, yo, you gotta listen to this. This is this is the good shit right, right. here. This is pre-apocalypse podcasting. Yep. You know, I'll get that camper van or whatever and just drive across the country yeah. with a Bible or something. Oh, Why man. didn't yeah. did I didn't the the Pod Save America guys go with like podcast free America? That's dumb. That's a dumb name. Yeah, man. That's why you're not your podcast is bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sorry. You could, couldn't sorry. have anything it's got to do a with terrible my lack name. of access to like the Obama era like power structure. Yeah. Why did you name this podcast so terribly, Matt? What a bad idea. Um, right. <laughs> you know what? We've gotten so many compliments about the name of our podcast recently, and every time, nice. like, my instinct is to be like, 
it doesn't mean anything. It was just randomly chosen. But at this point, like, we probably should decide what it means so that we can we can retcon it, is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what it means. The yeah. story is there. It, the The story is the oversaturation of podcast names <laughs> led, led us to a point in desperation where we used a random generator and but, you know, it came was, up with history. It was, you know, only the robots can really solve this creativity crisis, you know? <laughs> They're the only ones that can think to combine things in ways that a human brain could never think. Yeah. And it's just like the beautiful poetry of the next generation. It's like chicken and waffles of, <laughs> of podcasting. I mean, if podcast names were that, were dishes, you know. Liquid I mean, flannel is a state of mind. It's yeah. a state of being. It's a state of flux. It's a yeah. state of somewhat comfortable, somewhat scratchy. Yes. <laughs> That's right. It wraps around you and envelops you in its warm, fuzzy embrace. It's that familiar scratch. All right, I, I changed my mind. The title for this episode will be somewhat comfortable, somewhat scratchy. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's, our, it's our new tagline. We got to update our Twitter bio. Right. We'll do that. I will actually do that tonight because that's that's pretty good. It might be my LinkedIn profile title too. Uh, so. But yeah, Chuck, open forum, man. What's on your mind? Not a lot. Yeah, that's right. We, we had a, a topic. Chuck was going to lead us in on it, and then I derailed him. We were talking no, we about didn't. the flooding, and I mean, just the idea that deep in the heart of uh, of Trump country, uh, we're in a disaster. It could have been an even worse disaster if these people got their way about the pipeline, and these are the kind of things that are going to cause people... To either A, wake up, or B, uh, go to war with each other hardcore in, you know, the uh, not-too-distant future. So, I don't know. It's that, that's all I really had about it. Yeah, it's, so. it's amazing to watch uh, these folks who, like, they, they don't hate the federal government. They just are in sort of a mimetic mode that they hate the federal government. So, for instance, when... Betsy DeVos announces our new uh, budget is going to slash all funding for the Special Olympics. They go like, eh, you know, it doesn't, doesn't really influence my family. But when a big disaster happens, they absolutely want, like, FEMA to be there. And, you know, the, there's a, a relative and kind of distressing lack of outcry from a lot of what's deemed a Trump country that like deep, like great plains, like Trump counties going like, why don't you have administrators in here? Like, isn't the right. FEMA administrator, like the, like the interim secretary and everybody oh, else it's like, is, it's like a third stringer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's deep backbench polls right. at this point. It's right. Like, I was, I was told there would be no disasters around this time of year. You know? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a cluster, but yeah, I don't know. I, I guess, yeah, I, you you gotta hope that some people kind of look at it and and can look at it from a perspective of like, you know what, maybe we could have done more, we should have done more. But then the problem is, you know, someone's actually got to say that and do that. Right. And, and I, I'm not hearing a lot of that. 
<laughs> you know, right. well, certainly not, certainly not from the GOP, right? You know, because they're they're still in the mode of we need to, you know, whatever that the congressman who said like ten years ago, like I want the federal government small enough that I can drown it in a bathtub. And he wasn't every- a congressman. It was that uh, Grover Norquist dude. Oh, is that is that him? Oh, oh this is the guy that said that. Classic. Yeah, all right. It, That's it, the the anti tax Tea Party guy. He's great. Right. At any rate, you know that was a that was a thing that was treated sort of like a joke by a lot of people on. I'm going to say broadly the left, like a lot of liberals treated that as a punchline. But I think that's what they actually want. Until, you know, like my farm is under four feet of water. Well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, and we'll see how this how people recover from this and stuff. So this was this was definitely a double whammy right now. Um, So. We've it might got be a long ways to go. It might be an in for leftist organizations like mutual support organizations. Like I don't know if there's a uh, like a DSA, you know, like Auburn, Nebraska chapter or something. But I doubt it. I'm just saying <laughs> there probably should be, you know, because I bet there are people who live in Auburn who would like to get that going. And if you could, I don't know, run a like first aid station and basic food bank or something like it might start to crack into these people's mentality that like, oh, maybe like pooling resources as a community and, you know, having things run centrally might be might be better than just leaving everybody out here to freeze and drown. Right. No way, dude, because out here in the Midwest, we help each other. Okay, we do. Unlike some people. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I heard. I heard some people in parentheses there, Brennan. That was a that was Iowa Congressman Steve King's take on the on the Midwest. Oh, so flooding. it absolutely was in parentheses, right? He was like, "Oh, people in people in cities, uh, you know, in the South, when they get hit in a disaster, they want the federal government to save them. But out here in the red states, we just do it ourselves. We don't need any of that. What the fuck? FEMA getting all up in here? Wait, hold on. <laughs> Helping Steve, people. Steve, bullshit. Steve King is trying to make a distinction between like people in Iowa and people in like Louisiana, Kentucky. One hundred percent correct. What? And so some. The funny thing is, is somebody then threw a glass of water on him Good. at a later event and got arrested. Yes. <laughs> it's like the Midwest's own egg boy. Yeah. I think it was from Colorado, actually. Yeah, we uh, need more. We need more egg boys. I think that's actually gonna be what you know steers politics in this country. Oh, I can't wait for egg boy to be the new alt right insult. Oh, dude, let's wear our egg boy identity with pride, <laughs> gentlemen. <laughs> right, proud egg boy here. I know it's that like we're, the yeah. NPC equivalency. I'm, I'm or like, something. I don't have the balls to be egg boy. I know that it's we're the- followed by a number of really cool leftist artists. So if anybody wants to make us a uh, like a Twitter header um, that would be us like holding eggs or possibly with like eggs splattered all over us. Um, we will oh, give you, yeah. we will give you a Great. cut of this week's Patreon. <laughs> right. You, you can have the whole thing. I'm yeah, the go whole thing. Out. Absolutely. The, the entire. 100%. Ah. Yes. Well, I think we need to take it out on a high note, gentlemen. We should. A high note for the ages. Right. 
Everybody has to find a high note in two minutes. Go. Go. Oh, I don't have one. <laughs> I can't get high. <laughs> Court ordered. <laughs> So, my high note this week is a little unorthodox, but here's what it's going to be. It's called, Guess the Current Top Broadcast Television Programs Ratings. What is the most watched television program in America? Oh, Jesus. I, I'm going to assume watched. it's going to be something not obvious, like it. It can't be The Bachelor, right? Because that would be an easy uh, guess. It's, up, it's it's on the top ten. Okay. Bachelor's in there. Um, broadcast. This is the Bachelor television. season two finale, coming in at number six. What is? What's even on broadcast television anymore? Is, <laughs> Isn't this a hard game? Is it the? Is that the Big Bang Theory? Uh, Big Bang. I don't know if they're on break. They're not on this list. That show's okay. still on, though, right? It's still going. I think it's in the final season. It's like season 11 okay. or something insane. How about The Voice? The Voice, number two. Super close. Okay. Super close, Chuck. All right, Matt. Matt with the steal. Last chance. I've got nothing. I've got, I don't watch fucking network Name TV. Name a popular television show. I would not know. I don't watch TV. <laughs> the, the number one show is NCIS. Really? Still going. Still going. That show's wow. been on for Jesus Insanity. Fifteen. I don't even think it's as good as Law and Order. I mean Can you imagine being a show that, yeah, is in like season twenty seven or whatever and being the number one show? Insanity. Yeah. Uh number two is the voice. Number three is sixty minutes. Crazy. Hell yeah. Number four is a show on CBS literally just called FBI. Apparently there's a show that's literally just called FBI. <laughs> what? What? The how, feds. how is that not already a thing? Number five, NCIS, Los Angeles. <laughs> the Bachelor, The Bachelor, <laughs> The Good Doctor, Blue Bloods, and This Is Us. You guys ever seen Blue Bloods? No. Blue uh, Bloods uh, is Tom Selleck's version of Law and Order where it's- uh, I know. I don't, I don't. Please America. explain. It's like a Fox, it's like if- Law and Order was on Fox News. Okay. That's what Blue Bloods is. That dude stole like a bunch of water, didn't Isn't he? Isn't Law and Order all, already like if Law and Order were on Fox News? <laughs> oh, no, no. You haven't seen Blue Bloods. Um, and uh, the good doctor. Like NCIS oh, is if uh, Law and Order were on like the Daily Caller or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. I mean, NCIS is like a spinoff of Jag. Did you guys know this? <laughs> I didn't know it was a spinoff, no. but it makes sense. I believe technically it's, I, I don't know if it's the same creator or it's just like in the same like technical universe or whatever, but I mean, NCIS is basically like the CIS for Jag. Well, yeah. Who are like the attorneys. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the Navy thing instead of the, yeah, uh, whatever, the Air Force thing. Anyway, all, all of them take place inside the... Tommy Westphal uh, hypothesis, so. 
really they're all the same show. They're all, they're all taking place inside of a snow globe <laughs> of an autistic boy in a hospital. I love that. I love to tell people about mm-hmm. that. Uh, my favorite Tommy Westfall connection is uh, the show Law and Order because uh, Munch from Law and Order holds the record for being on the most crossovers. Oh, interesting. Ever. Yeah. Um, and he once appeared mm. on Sesame Street <laughs> as himself so, in the character of Munch. So and it Sesame takes place Street. in New York. Oh my God. So Sesame Street then incorporates all of these real world celebrities who appeared as themselves, which means like Jack Black is part of the Tommy Westfall hypothesis. Oh, it's out there, man. It gets wow. deep. Oh, jeez. Yeah. But yeah, so technically, yes, uh, Homicide, Life on the Street, and Sesame Street are in a shared universe uh, of television. Hell yeah, so. dude. <laughs> well, I've, I loved the uh, Homicide on Sesame Street uh, episode, the the crossover episode. It was amazing. Oh, and Mr. M- Mr. Hooper gets whacked. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> they say he passed away in his sleep, but we all know it was a mob hit. He was, that was, he was running a front. Do you think you could survive in... The New York economy with a corner store in this neighborhood, like it's. I think as a kid growing up, that was the first experience of loss that I had was when Mister Hooper died. It was crazy. But, they killed him for the ratings. You know? Yeah, seriously, it was man, sweeps week. It spiked, man. Let me tell you, because of viewers like me. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm gonna. Well, I don't I'm really take have a, a high I'm, note, so g- oh, sir. take us out, Matt. Yeah, I, I'm gonna take our our high note in a direction away from television and into the the realm of video games. Um, I'm not sure if I've mentioned it too much on the show before, but I really like the game Minecraft. But the creator of Minecraft, who is uh, Marcus Person, Marcus Pearson. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, Par- Parkus Parkus Merkin uh, is the guy who ended up getting like a billion dollars from micro- Microsoft for Minecraft, and has turned into just this horrible, very strange, like even sadder than Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes shut in in his like billion dollar mansion in Beverly Hills, uh, and he's online all the time and he talks about like you know the best thing you can do today is like punch a communist or every once in a while he'll try to dip his toes into the like anti-trans agenda and stuff anyway yeah he seems to be really obsessed with that yeah he's a he's a piece of work um this this guy when he bought his mansion installed like a whole mr bulky's like candy wall in his house for all the parties he was going to throw. And then as reported by real, by reputable news sources had to throw all the candy out. Cause it went bad because nobody wants oh, to, it would be disgusting because nobody Wait, wants who is this again. This is the guy who invented Minecraft. Yeah. Okay. He, he uh, apparently fa- didn't even invent it. Just kind of stole the idea from somebody else. What does he look like from Infiniminer? He looks like a fat Swedish dude with a beard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, kind of um, Kevin Smithy. Anyway, um, it, it's actually an amazing story that how he made Minecraft. So he made Minecraft because he got laid off from his like IT support job, and in Sweden, I think it was Sweden where he was at at the time. Mm-hmm. You can get like up to like six months of like paid leave, like after you get fired, to be like I'm gonna start my own business. 
Mm-hmm. And so he was like, well, I'll just take this six months and I guess I'll just like, try, you know, work on computer games like I always wanted to do. And so, yeah, he like ripped off this dude's game called Infiniminer and he kind of like retextured it and made it more pixelated looking, which made it look better. And <laughs> right. Kind of built, uh, you know, some, some, some good UI and and built well, a whole big team good, to but... support the thing and start running servers and right. stuff like that so, sure. so basically this is a dude who benefited from a socialist system that paid him to sit on his ass and make a game and then he made like 11 billion dollars and uh-huh. now is like well oh, these you know wankers just want the government to you know, give him everything. Like, what a bunch of, you know, greedies. Like, what are you saying? Right, yeah. He's wow. he's turned into a complete chud ever since he made his money and bought his giant, apparently empty and very sad, like, Howard's, Howard Hughes mansion. He acquired that mansion because uh, Beyonce was going to buy that mansion. Beyonce and Jay-Z were going to buy that mansion for like a hundred million dollars or something mm. and then he was like uh how about you know 300 million dollars and they're like oh okay i guess you win minecraft guy right. like what are you gonna do with this mansion or when he's like i'm oh, probably just gonna go on twitter all day. yeah apparently that's all that's <laughs> all he's gonna do so could have been getting Beyonce. so i'm a big fan of minecraft and not a huge fan of notch which is his like online handle his his minecraft handle so Minecraft, when it updates, it, it gives you like a little uh, like breakdown of what it's updated, and it, and it updates all the time. They're always adding new stuff to it, or like kind of like fiddling with various game mechanics and stuff. And one of the things that came out this week was one of the changes is they will no longer be mentioning Notch as the game creator in the like loading screens. which I think is fantastic. Like you've literally been written out of the only thing that you were ever famous or rich for. I find the most hilarious part is that when he signed his contract, I mean, I guess he didn't give a shit because they were just giving him like more money than God. They gave him, I think it was like almost exactly a billion dollars. But like, can you imagine how easy it would have been for him to be like, Oh, can you just put in my contract? Like always just make sure I'm credited. Yeah, sure. That I created. And he was like, nah, I'm not nope. even going to. Oh, should have had my lawyer look at yeah, that one. Didn't, <laughs> didn't think about it. So now, like, Notch, Notch just doesn't exist in the Minecraft universe, which makes me feel better about being a fan of the game. I think literally the only thing that they removed, though, is, like, they have, like, this random text where it's, like, Minecraft, and then, like, a little, like, um, random, like, slogan was like minecraft it's got blocks or whatever and there's like a billion different ones and some of them like said notch in them like you know notch is bay or whatever who knows and then so they just deleted that yeah yeah like that was the last thing that he was in the game on yeah when you're on the loading screen it'll load i don't know like three or four different messages and it's like did you know that like this guy from minecraft like doesn't speak english or uh did you know that like this convention that we had in 2014 was like the biggest video game convention ever and some of them mentioned notch and now it just won't anymore so good fuck him he's a bad dude and doesn't deserve to ever be mentioned again in public company interesting yeah i mean look if you're gonna be a billionaire and you're just gonna sit at home all day and bitch on the internet like 
use your money to do something. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like, I just don't even understand it. And that's why any system that can be set up to just give some dude like a gajillion dollars. <laughs> right. You know, the guy who originally invented the game that he ripped off, he didn't get shit. You know, all those other people, you know, on the dev team, you know, I'm sure they got something. But, you know, did they get a, you know, a hundred billion dollars? Or yeah, no, probably not. Right. Yeah, it's just completely yep. ridiculous. And then he just takes it and just does, you know, wastes it. And it's like, what? Are you, why? Then what is the yeah, point? Yeah, you know this? what, Brennan? Like, that's that's a good point, and you've totally ruined my high note because <laughs> because I was thinking, no, it because you're right. Him being removed from the little like loading screens and stuff. That's just that's just a signifier of virtue. It's not. There's no like restitution to the people that he ripped off or anything like that. It's just he doesn't get this one benefit anymore. Uh, yeah. Dude, he was married for exactly one year. That's strange. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's hard to meet people when you're in your billionaire mansion. You know, yeah. 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 No, August nobody 13th, has... 2011, he got married. August 15th, 2012. He announced he was single. Again. Yeah, no, he nobody. The anniversary. Nobody has a harder time meeting women than somebody who can go to the bar and be like, "Hey, by the way, I have a billion dollars." Right. Here's a fun high note for you, Chuck. This can be your high note. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for ruining mine, but let's move on. Yes. <laughs> please. Well, did you have something there? I thought you said you had a a high note. You gotta bring it out, man. I'm not bringing it out. Come on. I, I thought you had a this... thing for him. Didn't you just say, like, here's a high note for you, Chuck? Right. <laughs> I think he was commenting about yours being a high note for me because it was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's here here's what I can close it out on. Thanks for being on the show, Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> thank you guys for having me on. It's been great. Dude, it was great. Uh, hopefully we'll get you back. Uh, for un- oh, for sure. For undisclosed reasons, in about three weeks. Yeah, that that would be great. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> well, follow the show at Liquid underscore Flannel. That's right. Chuck, are you doing the follows? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I haven't been very active on social media, but you can follow me at Shaggy Tutro. Can't waste that beautiful username. Yeah, you spread it, man. Where where can we follow you? You can follow me at Brendan Williams with one L. And how about you, Mister Matthew? Oh yeah, I'm uh I'm I'm a fairly unknown uh, Twitter presence uh, at Matt the Great with a W. Awesome. Well, thanks again, guys. It's been a it's been a blast. Thanks, Chuck. From the past. That's, right. <laughs> That's how you finish the line.